Hey. Hello. Oh, I'm loud. Hey. Happy New Year. It's a, it's a new year already? It is a new year. <laughs> we took off last week because stuff and reasons. And yeah. um, we are now recording on New Year's Day. I almost said New Year's morning, but it's not morning. <laughs> no, well, we could not. <laughs> I could have said it was morning and nobody else would have known. We would have been the only two in the know. Yes, that is true. <laughs> no, there is no time, uh, um, time of day indicator on our sound recordings. You can't prove when we recorded this. Um, but it is, in fact, the afternoon of New Year's Day. After we were up until like 3 a.m. Yeah, we can, were. Can you hear it in my voice? <laughs> <laughs> I've only had three cups of coffee. That's not enough. <laughs> uh, three? I had one. I should have had more. Yeah, and you took like the smallest mug in my cupboard. Oh, because it looked cool. It's very cool, but it's <laughs> like a baby mug. It's, a baby mug. It is. She's like a mini mug. But it is very cool. So I guess worth it. You just have to refill more. Yeah. It's not really like a whole cup. It took me a long time to drink the first cup, so I was like, that should be good. (laughs) Famous last words. So, it's episode 10. Did you know that? Episode 10. We're double digits. Yeah, on My Favorite Haunting. The podcast. Yeah. Because that's what you're listening to right now, if you didn't know (laughs) it. That's what it is. If you didn't happen to look at the title before you clicked play. And, yeah, and I'm Mel. Oh, I'm Ames. (laughs) What's up? Yeah, I don't think we always remember to introduce ourselves. We totally don't. (laughs) The people know. We're famous amongst our 88 listeners. Ah, 88. Cool. Hey, guys. Um, What else? We got stuff to go over. First of all... I just want to continue on the uh, the line of thinking of episode ten. Did 10. you did you think when we when I came to you with this insane idea <laughs> that we would make it this far? I was not sure. I wasn't sure how any of it would go because <laughs> I really thought that we would do five and nobody would give us any positive feedback and we would be terrible and just give up. <laughs> Maybe just keep doing it for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Ten episodes. It's a milestone, you guys. Yes, it is. We have a special milestone episode for you today. Yes, we do. Hopefully it won't be as much of a shit show as we think it's going to be. <laughs> That's all the fun, though, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully it goes smooth. <laughs> the fun comes with the unsmoothness. Unsmoothness? The bumps in the road? Yeah. That. The potholes. No, not the potholes. No potholes. The potholes. Just the little dips up and down. Potholes break necks. They sure do. I know all about that. Um, I could tell you stories for days. Anyway, I have a couple of... Oh, you know what? I have two different pages files with notes Uh-oh. completely disorganized <laughs> because I started because before we we decided to do a theme for this one I had started researching something else and I put all of my opening notes oh and then I started a new file and okay like retitled the old one ah. it's okay though it was still open I got it I'm just okay um 
I need to, before we get into the nitty gritty, Jason Hawes of Taps Ghost Hunters fame recently tweeted, and I probably should get my phone out and look at the actual tweet, but I can't reach it right now. (laughs) And I, 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 yeah, I'm not gonna, but... (laughs) He, he recently tweeted and asked for opinions that if he were to bring back a project with, I think he said him and Steven Tango, uh-huh. what channel would we all like it to be on? And uh. after I finished Fangirl Screaming <laughs> and picked myself up off the floor from where I Fangirl fainted. <laughs> Um, I'm kidding. None of that happened. That was all. I mean, internally, it all happened, like in my mind. Yeah. Um, physically, I just said, "Cool." <laughs> <laughs> I have a really good poker face. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. He asked, "What channel would we like it to be on?" And naturally, um, my response was, "Any channel that I actually get." So. <laughs> So you can actually watch it. Yeah. Um, I feel like that probably discounts sci-fi then. Because yeah. I feel like they would just go back to sci-fi. But I figure it's also going to be a different show, right? Because it sounds like Grant's not going to be involved. Yeah. Um, I just heard a little boy through the through my headphones. Oh. <laughs> they're playing they're playing video games in the other room and somebody just yelled. <laughs> I just barely faintly heard it through my own ears. I'm surprised the mic picked it up. These mics pick up weird things, man, because, like, sometimes when I'm editing, you sound super-duper quiet. Uh Uh-huh. But then, but I know that, like, you were right up on the mic. Yeah. But then I'll hear something that I know was, like, way far off that I'm like, how did you pick up that, but you can't pick up Mel's voice? (laughs) Do I need to, like, angle myself better? No, I mean, you sound fine right now. I'm probably going to go back and listen to this later and be like, oh, my God, we sound atrocious. What did we do? (laughs) So the new incarnation of Ghost Hunters, I fully support that decision, especially if our good friend Steve is going to be there. Like, our good friend Steve, whom neither of us have ever met in our lives. No, but he's our good friend. (laughs) He's our good friend. Hey, Tango's pretty cool, too. They're like I they're like a team. Yeah. They're a great team. I support that duo. Um they work no, well together. Um, but I'm all about that. That's exciting. I need me some more ghost investigation shows in my life. Just don't go good to ones. travel channel, guys, because <laughs> yeah, good ones. I don't get travel channel, so don't don't sign with them. Yeah. I did I get no channels at the moment. <laughs> I mean, like, I could expand my package. That. (laughs) The words were out when I heard it, and. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, I could add channels onto my direct TV. Bundle? Subscription, yeah, bundle. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. That's work. I don't want to do it. Yeah, and it's more money. Yeah, for stuff that you might not watch more than one show on, maybe even if that. Well, I do miss Travel Channel. They have some good stuff. Yeah, 
and Destination America is a good one. They've got, um, I think that's the channel that has like a haunting and oh, I yeah. love a haunting. I love that show so much. I miss it. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that was my news. We don't have any viewer mail, so I wanted to discuss that because it's so exciting. And as long as they're on a channel that I actually get, I will watch the shit out of that show. Cool. How long do you think it'll be before it actually airs? (laughs) I mean, who knows? Well, it sounds like I feel, I mean, I don't know so much about how reality television works. But I feel like if he's already talking about it, something's already moving. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, my guess would be next fall or summer. That's just my guess. I have no idea. And I mean, for all I know, he could just be spitballing. I don't know him. Some people do that on Twitter. Maybe he's just uh, missing it. Um, What's that called? Um, Testing the waters. Yes. See if there's interest. That could be too. But I prefer to think that <laughs> it's definitely happening, otherwise you wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But that's super exciting. So if y'all are listening, we fully support you. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> I think I wrote something like, you could be on Disney Channel for all I care, <laughs> as long as it's a channel that I get. <laughs> Disney. Ghost Hunters Disney. <laughs> I think it could work. I mean, they have. Do, doesn't Disney Channel have a, like an animated Casper, Cas, Casper, Casper series? He's a ghost. Yeah. So what are they going to do? They're going to hunt for Mickey Mouse's ghost and like the haunted mansion, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's the haunted. You could totally. Yeah, you could totally. Ghost uh, Hunters, the animated series. Oh my god. <gasps> I need that in my life. I didn't even know it until just now. I'm picturing them as cartoon characters, and they all look amazing. (laughs) And I'm picturing them as Disney cartoon characters, to be more specific. (laughs) And they they go hunt for the Disney ghosts. And spontaneously break into song. (laughs) Okay. It wouldn't be Disney without random songs. Without random singing. I guess. I mean, they do some that aren't. That could be like all their EVPs. Are, are random are songs. Are all ghosts breaking into random songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I crack myself up. All right. So we have kind of... So we have a very special episode. I feel like we should dive right in because we don't really want it to be super duper long. Yeah. But... We are, um, we have a lot to go over. Quite a lot. Do you want to, this was your brainchild. Do you want to explain what we are doing? Uh, sure. We are doing 10 hauntings of the Civil War. So we don't know, well, we accidentally kind of know a little bit about what the other one's doing. Yeah. Not all of it though. Um, In fact, you texted me your list, and I purposely didn't, like, the ones that I didn't know already, which was most of them, I purposely did not look at them. Yeah. Like, they would come up in search results, and I'm just like, nope, moving on. (laughs) Um, And so, we're doing five apiece. Yes, we are. And we're going to alternate. Yes. Yeah. 
So, should I start? Yeah, you kick off the Civil War. I will kick off the Civil War with the battle that kicked off the Civil War. (laughs) Um, So, we start out at Fort Sumter. So, Fort Sumter... I didn't write down any of the history of it, but it was still um, a new, a very new facility Mm -hmm. in 1861. Um, Okay, so basically what happened was, so the Union had control of the fort on April 11th, 1861, and it was a Thursday, if anyone cares, because that's what the article said. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's Thursday, April 11th, it's very specific. Um, when Confederate General P.G.T. Beauregard, oh my God, I don't do French, Beauregard, Beauregard, yeah, that guy, <laughs> um, sent three aides to the fort to demand the surrender. So um, for the Union, Major, Union Army Major Robert Anderson was in charge of the fort at the time, and he didn't have the supplies or even the authority to defend the fort, mm-hmm. um, but he stalled for as long as he could to not give it up. Um, but that only lasted till the next day, four thirty in the morning on Friday, April twelfth. Uh, the Confederate Army was ordered to open fire. Lasted the assault lasted thirty four hours. Amazingly. Nobody was killed during the battle. Wow. Not one person. After the battle, oh no, wait. One Confederate was killed during. Oh. And it was a cannon misfire. Oh. So he hurt himself. Whoops. Yeah. Um, So that was an accident. It wasn't even. uh, but I mean the but the union couldn't hold it. They were undersupplied, mm-hmm. um, and they were just basically taking an assault. Uh, so they eventually surrendered. Um, the Confederates allowed Major Anderson one final command of his troops before they, um, I think they were uh, like shipped off to up to New York. Mm-hmm. So he ordered. Um, a 100 gun salute to the Union flag before they re- before it was re- replaced by a rebel flag. Mm-hmm. On shot number 47, a gun misfired and killed Union soldier Daniel Huff. I think that's how you say that. It's H O U G H. Mm-hmm. Huff or Ho? I think it's Huff. Um, and so those were the only two casualties. It's just the one Confederate Both accidents. <laughs> yeah, and then this poor guy, poor poor Daniel. With, like the fighting's over, yeah, and he gets shot um, by his own, also his own men, his own side. Um, and so they buried him at the fort later that day. Um, that was the last thing that the the Union troops did before they headed up to New York. Um, so good old soldier Daniel, he basically hangs around now. Uh, people have reported seeing the ghost of a union soldier hanging around. Um, they've also, um, said that they've seen smoke and smell gunpowder mm-hmm. as though like a shot had just been fired. I mean, with the smells, I'll go back to the whole, like, cause scents are absorbed, especially like smoke. Yeah. Um, I mean, but seeing smoke 
is a little different. Yeah. Um, the coolest thing about this story, unfortunately, I have a photo of it. Unfortunately, it's behind glass, so there's a really bad glare, and I cannot for the life of me see what all of these people are talking about, but a lot of people swear it's there. The flag that was flying that they were doing the 100-gun salute for, Uh um, they saved it, and it's now, you can see it at Fort Sumter. It's behind glass Mm -hmm. on display, and... Um, what people swear they see, and and they started seeing it not long after the battle, that just to the, so the Union flag back then, it was, the stars are like in a weird shape. It's like they're clustered together in the center and then they kind of spread out, like almost like a diamond shape. And then it's um, like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe. And they go yeah. like up the sides like rows on the sides. I'll post the picture of it, but yeah, cause it, we only had like forty something states then, or something. And was it that many? I don't. I don't even know. No, this is not forty. I mean, should I count them right now? One, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, maybe it's forty. I don't know. I don't know. I just know there was definitely not fifty. Well, definitely <laughs> a lot less. Yes. So they're like in a they're like in a pattern. So, but they're like. It's, they spread out kind of circular. Mm-hmm. So the, what people swear they started seeing was right to, right, right to the right, just to the right, immediately yeah. to the right of the center star. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then the flag developed like a faded spot. And um, they say that they see a man's face with a union cap. And the features of the man um, very strongly resemble the face of Daniel Huff. Hmm. I I looked at pictures and everything. I I don't know if it's behind, if it's because it's behind the glass and there's a glare because like I can see the guy taking the picture. Yeah, and I can see like the lights in the ceiling and I can see there's like because he's stand there. It's like fenced off or something. There's like a like a rail, like a fence and a rail that goes along. Mm-hmm. Like I can see the room <laughs> opposite. So I don't know if it's because there's that glare and that's on all the pictures, but like, I cannot see, I don't even see a faded area. Oh. Like I don't see anything that, but there's like, if you Google it, like all of these pictures come up of this flag and they're like, look, there's the, you hmm. know, so I don't, I, maybe it's something that you have to go see in person maybe. that doesn't translate onto a photo, but so many people say that they see it and they've been saying that since like right after the battle that Hmm. when they took the flag down. So interesting. I mean, millions of people can't be wrong, right? Are you sure? (laughs) I think they can. This is true. Trump is in office. Yep. (laughs) That's a big, big indicator. (laughs) If you disagree, I mean, I really don't care. You shouldn't be here then. (laughs) Um, yeah, so that's, that's the, that's the haunting of Fort Sumter. Okay, so my first one is the Battle of Kolb's Farm, which was outside of Marietta, Georgia. The actual battle took place June 22nd, 1864. The casualties were 350 Union soldiers and 1,000 Confederate soldiers. Holy shit. Yeah. This one was... I feel... 
Side note, I feel like every single battle I looked at said it was, like, the bloodiest battle of the Civil War. Like, but all of them were, like, thousands of people. Like, it was really sad. (laughs) That whole war was an atrocity. Yeah. But I know at least two battles that outweigh... What was it? 1,300? 1,350. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's still shitty. That's a lot of people. That's like a small town. (laughs) Yeah. But I know definitely off the top of my head, two other battles that greatly, greatly outweigh. Yeah. My, like I have another battle in my list of things and that one was, that one was way worse. But like, I don't know. All of them seem to be one of the bloodiest or the bloodiest. (laughs) It's like, yeah, there was a lot of blood. We get it. Yeah. Maybe that just that whole war was just the bloodiest. Yeah, it was. That's terrible. Okay. So the present day subdivision of Kolb Ridge Court is like right. I don't know if it's right on the battlefield or like right next to it it says it's near it so some of the houses are probably on parts of where the battle was and some of them probably not i mean i'm assuming there's historic parts preserved like almost all the other battles areas i didn't get too in depth with the history because i knew we had a lot of stuff so i was trying to focus on the haunting parts so um Residents of these houses report having apparitions of Civil War soldiers walk through their homes. The most active um, is the residents of the Tatum family, which is a retired couple. Are they related to Channing? I knew you were going to ask that. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) I have no idea. Inquiring minds need to know. If so, they're probably his grandparents <laughs> or his grandparents' siblings or something because <laughs> they're old. Older. <laughs> yeah. So, see, Mrs. Tatum often feels cold spots in the upstairs hallway and one of the upstairs guest bedrooms. And she feels uncomfortable in that bedroom where she feels like she's in someone's private area. Um, like someone's occupying that room and she's like invading their space. She shouldn't be there. That's not cool. It's her house. Yeah. Um, this was a little interesting, but some of it seems a little weird, but I'll tell you. And then we can discuss a little. So one night, both, Mr. and Mrs. got up to go to the bathroom. One went to the ensuite bathroom in their room. The other one, um, I think that was, he went to the ensuite bathroom. She went to the hallway bathroom. And for some reason, she left the bathroom door open, which was a little weird. But, I mean, I guess if they live alone, she knows he's in the bathroom. No, wait, wait, wait. She's in the hallway bathroom? Yeah. I mean, I live alone. I don't always close the door. <laughs> I don't know. It just, that just seemed a little weird, but in my bathroom, the toilet's behind the door, so you always have to close oh, the so door. You have to. <laughs> so, anyway, 
she sees a shadowy figure of a man silently walk by the open bathroom door. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. 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 I just got chills up and down my spine. Uh Uh-uh. He had a hat on and was wearing a long overcoat like a soldier from the Civil War. And it says he was swinging his arms like he had a destination in mind and went down the stairs and disappeared from sight. You said swinging his arms and I suddenly just pictured a Nazi walking through. <laughs> I was going to think of that too, right? When I was like, reading was like overcoat, overcoat and swinging arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she thought it says she thought that was her husband. Why would she think her husband is in a civil war uniform? Walking down the stairs. Well, a long overcoat, maybe it could have been his bathrobe and he had to go downstairs to the kitchen for a midnight snack. <laughs> and it says when she got back into the bedroom, he was in bed. No. <laughs> no. No. Channing Tatum's grandma. No. <laughs> but, poor dear. Oh, my God. But the thing is, well, first of all, they don't say anything about um, if they went to check downstairs or anything. To see if wouldn't there was that be your first thing? There? Like, like, oh, you're in bed. Holy shit! There's somebody in the house. They just went downstairs. Go find get out. Get the baseball bat and go. Yeah, be my husband and protect me. Yeah, and also, I I often think my husband walks around the house at night in a in a Civil War uniform overcoat. Was that her immediate thought, though, or did she just think? I don't know. Like, the way, did she put it together later? Maybe, but they should. I think they should have worded it differently then, because it seems a little like, oh, there goes a guy in a hat and a Civil War overcoat. Oh, but that's my husband, you know. Well, because like, it was at night, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like your brain gets like foggy, and you, like sometimes it takes you a minute. For, yeah. To, like, catch up to, like, logic. Yeah. And, like, <clears throat> so, like, it could have been just, like, oh, there goes a man. It's my husband walking down the hall. And then later you're, like, wait, but he was wearing a coat and a hat, and now my husband's in bed. Holy shit. Yeah. That wasn't my husband. I don't think she had that. Like, it doesn't seem like much phases this couple, like, in that way because they're, Yeah. I get really conflicted with things like that mm-hmm. because then I have to think about what I lived with yeah, for so long and looking back at like when I go back through like the timeline of everything and it's like how I just put everything off. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. explain it away and until, you know, something's trashing the bathroom at 4 a.m. Yeah. and throwing like having a temper tantrum and then like opening and slamming doors shut and then it's like, oh, oh, Okay. So something is happening. And then it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's like a level of like removal. Yeah. Because like, what do you do? Like, that's where you live. Like, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I guess I see that. But then I also kind of, because I'm a judgy person. So I just also kind of wanted to sit there and just like completely. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I don't know, maybe, maybe they did go check and stuff, but it wasn't like written in the accounts I read. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, and they have to condense stuff for yeah. articles and stuff, so. Like a Cliff's Notes kind of version. Yeah. So, I didn't get 
the uh, director's cut of the story. <laughs> the director's <laughs> cut. Unedited. Oh. That That's better. Are they still, do you know, are they still alive? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't write down when this article was. Because I wonder if anyone's ever investigated there. Hmm. Or, like, if they would allow an investigation. Interesting thought. Get Jason on that. I know. Jason Hawes. Oh, I meant your friend Jason. Oh. Your real friend Jason. <laughs> oh, Jason Medina. <laughs> Come get work. Okay, so another incident that happened in their house was um, Mr. Tatum was putting, um, securing a board to the floor in the hallway for, um, they have the, you know, those pull-down stairs that go up into attics? Yeah. So they had a set of those, and he didn't want it to mark up the floor in the upstairs hallway, so he was, like, securing a landing spot for it, like another board on it, so it... Hit that instead of the nice floor, I guess. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. So, in order to not damage his nice floor, he nailed a board to it? To the floor? I I don't... They didn't get into too much specifics, but... So... Yeah. Okay. So, first of all... (laughs) You're still damaging your floor. (laughs) One... Two, now you have a board in the middle of your floor. Three, if that were my house, I'd trip over that bitch every night <laughs> and bust my face Yeah, I don't, on the nice floor. I don't know. I, it didn't say specifics. I mean, it could be like, I don't know if you've seen like, the kind of like, like, like a speed bump type kind of shape. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's easier to, like, walk across. Like, people put, like, over cords and stuff sometimes. Oh, oh. But you're going to put that in your hallway? I don't know. That is just what it says. So he was using an electric drill in the hallway. And suddenly Mrs. uh, Mrs. Tatum hears someone playing with the drill. Like, (laughs) like... And she went out, because I'm assuming she thought it was her husband, Mm -hmm. and she went out and looked, and no one was there, Mm -hmm. and she went over and, like, put her hands on the drill, and it was cold, so it, like, wasn't, it hasn't been, like, running. Do you know what I hear in that story? Home invasion, I'm coming to drill into your brain. Oh, gosh. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz, buzz. (laughs) I watch too many horror movies, and I've been watching too much true crime. Yes. I think so. Murder Made Me Famous is one of my newest addictions. Uh-oh. It's <laughs> not good. Don't watch that at night. It's on at night. Ah! Uh, no! <laughs> I clearly hate myself. <laughs> okay, so uh, I got a couple more here from this couple. So um, Mrs. Tatum was putting something in the microwave and she felt a couple tugs on her blouse and she turned around and there was no one there. And she then saw her husband out in the yard outside. 
I just, I keep getting chills with all of these. These are really good. And then um, the last big one is Mrs. Tatum used to use a bell to call her husband, like when she was upstairs. No. And he was down. No. In the in the downstairs somewhere, she would use a bell to get his attention if she needed him, which I don't know why. Because was she sick? In all the rest of like the art, the articles I was reading, it kept on saying she ran out to check. She ran down like she's running all over the house, yeah. and then she's using a bell to get her husband. <laughs> that's like that's like that like rich people room service shit like. I'm in bed and I don't want to get up. Ding a ling a ding a ding. Can you heat up my hot water bottle for my feet, please? <laughs> well, anyway, their um, ghostly roommate caught on to this trick and would start ringing the bell. And Mr. Tatum would come and his wife would be like, No, I didn't, I didn't ring for you. And so they kind of like made up a little code like she's like, "Okay, I'll I'll ring just 3 times and then you'll know it's me." And then it started ringing 3 times and it wasn't her. <laughs> I love how they just take it in stride. <laughs> like, "Oh, our ghost is ringing the bell. Let's just do it's fine. Let's just I'll ring it 3 times." So don't respond if it's not three rings. They finally got it to stop because Mr. Tatum announced that he wasn't answering any more bells. So then it stopped ringing the bell. A lot of these things sound more like a little kid looking for attention. I know it doesn't really a soldier. Well, I mean like how old did you have to be to be a soldier then? Oh, I that's that I have one of mine. <laughs> is cuz if you get it like the drummers, mm-hmm. yeah, those were babies. Were, mm-hmm. But they wouldn't have been walking around in a long coat <laughs> with a hat being swinging his king. yeah. <laughs> Mistaken for the husband. Right. Unless the husband's quite short. I mean, that sounds like a full-grown man to me. Yeah. But the, maybe it's more than one. Maybe they have more than one and they don't realize it. Like, maybe she... Maybe what she saw was just, like, with those other houses, with the soldier just walk walking through. through. Yeah. And then there's actually, like, a child spirit that's there, that's staying there. I didn't even there. think about that when I was reading this, but that sounds a lot more plausible. Mm-hmm. That it's a kid. Because like the tugging on the shirt, yeah, the playing with the drill, like oh, what's this buzz buzz, and then also this one because it likes to play with things on the nightstands. It picks them up no. and like drops them back into the dish they're in one by one. No, and like there was Miss Mrs. Tatum, like um tested a theory that she had that it would only happen when they weren't paying attention. So she like left something out. I think it was like Tums and a tray and a cup. And like, she like rolled over away from it, pretending to go to sleep. And then she heard the Tums starting to be dropped into the cup or onto the tray or something. And then when she like 
turned to look at the tray, it, it stopped. And then she rolled back over, and then it would do it again. That's a kid. Yeah. They have they have a baby ghost. <laughs> oh, not a baby ghost. Yeah, that sounded really kind of bad when like I said it. Like a ten-year-old. But like, that's, a, that's a child. Yeah, that... Now that now that you say it, I see it. But I I wasn't even thinking that when I was going over the, it all. Okay. I don't I don't know the best way to describe to our viewers how we're set up right now, but we're basically I have two sofas that are like. In and would out. this be like kitty corner? Kitty like corner they're on two perpendicular uh, walls. Yeah, and I'm lying down facing Mel and Mel's sitting up facing me and she's on the end closest to me mm-hmm. closest to my feet <laughs> there's a throw blanket that was on the end of the couch behind her <laughs> it just I swear to god it just moved by itself the one with the the Christmas one oh really yeah it like I saw movement over there that? it was not that it was oh. the blanket ooh okay Oh my god, we can't do this in my house anymore. <laughs> Something somebody is too interested. <laughs> I already lived in one haunted house. I ain't going back. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to talk about. I'm but I'm good with the, with the experiences that I've had. I don't need to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> that that's yeah. I don't think that it probably just like was like set precariously and just like finally like settled. Yeah. (laughs) But like, as we're talking about like, that's a child spirit. And then I see the blanket like shift. Oh my God. (sighs) Anyway, that that was, that was all for the, um, Kolb's farm hauntings. So that was it. So that one was really good. Yeah. That was awesome. I want to investigate there. Or I need somebody to investigate there. Hoping to meet Channing Tatum. (laughs) Tell me all about it. Do you think Channing Tatum would be down to do a little ghost hunt? Visit with his grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) That's my headcanon now. Those are Channing Tatum's grandparents. It's fact. (laughs) I do a ghost hunt with Channing Tatum for sure. He seems like a cool dude. <laughs> and be like, well, who was that? Who was that wrestler that Ghost Hunters had on? And like, he like flipped out. <laughs> he was like this big burly guy, and he like freaked out about something. I can't remember. I don't know, but it sounds like it was amazing. Yeah, it was, was a, it John Cena? I don't remember. I can't remember. How, it was too long ago. I was going to say how long ago was it? But Ghost Hunters has been off for a while, uh, <laughs> just a couple of years. <laughs> A decade, yeah. something. Yeah, it was a WWE guy because, like, sci-fi shows that. I think WWE is the only thing, the only mainstream wrestling now. Yeah, because it used to be WWE and WWF, and I know this because I was a massive Hulk Hogan fan when I was four. Hulk Hogan, <laughs> I loved him I had, too. I had one of those pillow buddies. Do you remember oh, those? Yeah. <laughs> I had one of Hulk Hogan. He was my hero. Like, he, what was the Mr. Nanny? That was him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was in, like, the ballerina costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, this is not a wrestling podcast. No, it is not. <laughs> and it's my turn. So yes. I've actually got I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit and just tell you so that it's not like a a shock when I come back to my turn again. But I have the next two of mine are from the Battle of Shiloh. Okay. Which was one of the bloodiest battles of the Civil War. Yes, it was, because <laughs> they all were. Um, this really was though, it was um I mean, I think Gettysburg is by far considered the absolute worst Mm -hmm. but um so the battle of shiloh um from nps.gov which is the national park service um which is shut down right now oh yeah Mm -hmm. there was a huge thing when i clicked on the link and it took me to the website and then it was like big letters the government shut down right now so services are limited most parks are closed we will not update this information. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. This motherfucker. Anyway, this is not a political podcast either. No, it's not. <laughs> that would take a very wrong turn. Um, so from NPS.gov, um, the Battle of Shiloh was considered the most epic struggle in the Western theater of the Civil War. So I feel like that's fair because Gettysburg would have been northeast. Yeah. Um, but it was about 110,000 troops fighting total, uh, 23,746 casualties. Wow. More casualties than in all of America's previous wars combined. How many wars did we have before this one though? Two? I don't know. There's the revolution. And 1812. Is that it? I don't know. Is yeah, because before that, we were in America, right? Yeah. Yeah, because the Revolutionary War would have started our it first. <laughs> our first war. Baby's first war. Oh, gosh. That's terrible. <laughs> I think we've established my sense of humor leads kind of towards the dark side. Yes, it does. Um... Getting closer and closer to Darth. Um, well, hey, now. Don't go that far. Uh, Darth Ames. <laughs> Does that mean I get to wield a lightsaber, though? Because that might make it worth it. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, if only they were real. Don't stomp on my dreams. Okay. Jeez. Is that one, then? Killjoy? One, one of my boys wants to figure out how to do that. He probably will, because he's a genius. He's a little Tony Stark. So, huge death count, huge fight. It lasted two days. Um, began April 6, 1862. Okay, so first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you a warning that I'm going to give you a fake out for my first story. There's, um, my next two are from the Battle of Shiloh. So this one's Battle of Shiloh, and then my next one is also Battle of Shiloh. But the first one I'm going to give you guys a fake out. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, there's like this lake. Mm-hmm. And during the battle, everyone w- kind of went there to like clean their wounds. Uh-huh. I think I read a little bit about... You know where I'm going with this? They'd get some water to drink. They'd bring their horses... Um, but they say that the battle was so bloody that like when they'd like, be washing their wounds or whatever, it actually turned the lake water red. Uh-huh. 
So you can actually take a guided tour um, when the government is not shut down. Yeah. And um, they'll the park rangers will tell you all about the Red Lake that uh-huh. still turns red today. Hmm. That people say turns red from all the blood that was washed off into it yeah. all those years ago. I have a guess. I have a guess. What's your guess? Clay. <laughs> Close. <laughs> algae. Algae. Oh, red, that red algae Red stuff. algae. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know why that even came up on a, like, 10 hauntings of the Battle of Shiloh list because it's clearly debunked, but <laughs> I thought that was fun. Because I was reading it, because, like, it didn't say it until, like, the end of the paragraph. Yeah. So I was all about it. I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. And the park rangers, like, confirm it? Like, that's crazy. And then they're like, yeah, due to red algae. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, oh, but for a real haunting, so there's a peach orchard on the grounds. Mm, peaches. Um, so they say that when the battle happened, the peaches were in full bloom, which I guess April. Yeah. That, that's feasible. And it's in the south, so it's not like April up here where it's still snowing. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, um, so now, so I guess they were fighting through the peach orchard. So now there um people who go to visit, um, tour, tourists have reported seeing soldiers walking through, mm-hmm. um, along the roads through the peach orchards. Um, there is specifically an unknown man. They all accounts say his face is indistinguishable and after a few minutes it just he just disappears mm-hmm. and then has been known to after he disappears just suddenly reappear oh like like a fake out cool. like i'm gone just kidding i'm back <laughs> i'm still here haunting you so I guess there was a fair amount of fighting through the peach orchards. So, and it's like that visual is really like a huge, like juxtaposition to me. Mm-hmm. Cause you picture peach trees, peaches are trees, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you picture peach trees in full, full bloom, bloom yeah. beautiful April weather. And then there's just bloody dead bodies sprawled everywhere. Yeah. And like what, what a like counter, like. I want to use a different word from juxtaposition because that word is just too long. Oxymoron? No, not really. Because that's <laughs> no. that's words, it's a not visual. visual. <laughs> but it like just like the. I almost want to say irony is that irony. Like Alanis Morissette yeah, just bit. messed me up with the usage of irony. <laughs> um, I think it would. I think it could be irony. Like, look at all this. New life and blooming and all this stuff. Yeah. And, like, gore and... Yeah. And with that many bodies, you know, they they laid there for a long time. Oh, yes, Like, their, their cleanup was not instantaneous. Yeah. Oh, some of these pictures just of, like, the battlefields and stuff, it's like... Mm-hmm. And there are like it's hard to look at those photos because yeah, yeah when you remind yourself that that's a real actual photograph yeah of real people it like even though it was so long ago it's still like it's unsettling it's very like yeah get this weird feeling in your like heart stomach area heart stomach 
because they're <laughs> in the same spot. No, like like both. Like it's like all through there. All through there. Aww, emotions. So that's the peach orchards okay. of Shiloh, of the Battle of Shiloh. Okay, so we ready for Fort Monroe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it. That that one kept coming up for me, and I knew it was on your list, so I like purposely did not look at it, but it kept coming up. Like the internet wanted me to read it. Apparently. <laughs> Um, Fort Monroe is in Virginia, close to the coast. It was um, construction of the official fort because there was, like, basically always some kind of um, installation there of military personnel. The um, official fort was finished construction in 1832. And it was originally built for a peacetime garrison for um, coastal defense to hold 600 soldiers. And uh, during the war, it supported 5,000 soldiers for the Union, even though it was surrounded by Confederate territory, it remained Union, which was good, I guess. Go us. (laughs) Holding down the fort. Ah, see what I did there? <laughs> um, so all around the fort, like, I guess the actual, like, big fort construction, because there's, like, house, like, this thing, like, sticks out into, like, I don't know what bay it was. I didn't think to look at what bay it was, because it, like, sticks out into the water. Like, I have a picture of it we're going to put up. Um so there's the fort itself, like, right in the middle, and then there's a bunch of, like, different kind of, like, houses all over the place, which is actually for military personnel that occupy the fort that's their, where their families and stuff live, all over this peninsula-type thing. But the, around the fort itself, many claim to be touched. Like, that's, like, the most common claim of activity and keep your hands to (laughs) yourself and then apparitions of civil war area um, personnel are seen and heard in the fort area itself Um, there for this fort there is a lot of claims and information and stuff. I'm just going to stick with the Civil War era stuff right now because it would be way too long to go into all the rest of it. (laughs) So, um, I guess the most famous person that haunts Fort Monroe is Jefferson Davis, who was imprisoned there after... Oh, he, he was... Wrongly accused of plotting to assassinate the president, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I, I forgot all about that part. I just reminded myself when I looked at my notes. <laughs> so while he was being imprisoned there, he would take um, evening walks along the rampart, and his wife would watch from him, watch for him from a nearby house. And his ghost is still seen walking the ramparts at night. And from the ramparts we walked. <laughs> okay. Sorry, continue. 
And the window of the um, the house where his wife would watch for him, um, it, they say it vibrates with her presence. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if it, the window actually moves. Do you know what my windows vibrate with? The wind? Passing trucks and oh, the wind, yes. Passing as, trucks. As I'm sure we discovered last night during that massive windstorm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All I heard was shaking windows and banging shutters. Now, I'm wondering <laughs> if it's, like, if they're linked. So, like, if you see Davis walking the ramparts, then... And then the window vibrates. And, and the window vibrates, like, at the same time. I have no idea. Because she's, Cause, like, pressing her hands and her face up against the glass. Apparently, she was a desperate woman. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, she missed her husband. Okay, so there's a build. I don't know if it's a building or a section of the fort. It's called Quarters Number One, and it's reported that the ghost of Abraham Lincoln visits it. I didn't get much more about that particular visitation from that, but. Um, a paranormal investigation crew caught EVPs inside this house. And um, it was of a little girl calling her cat Greta. And it's, this space is used as office space right now. And the people that work there report seeing a gray cat disappearing around the corners in that building. A ghost cat. Yeah. Oh, and her name is Greta. <laughs> Oh, I don't, I totally didn't make that connection. Oh, oh, I love it. (laughs) I want to go there and see the ghost cat. And, um, the same paranormal investigation crew gathered information or not information. (laughs) They (laughs) gathered evidence, um, from the casement's gun wells and the postern gate? I, I don't know what that means. The back gate, maybe? Like, posterior? <laughs> I don't know. They recorded the sounds door. of disembodied voices, horse hooves, and um, they took pictures that showed orbs all over the place. I did not find any pictures of the orbs. I did get... A lot of good, like, visual stuff that we're going to put up somewhere for a lot of these things. So, that's cool. I have mixed feelings about orbs. I know. Me too. I don't, I don't know. Although, did I show you the one that I caught in my apartment? I'm not sure. I was doing, it was back in my acting days. (laughs) <laughs> and um, I was trying to do headshots. Mm. And so, like, I had set up the camera. And then when I was going back over them later, I thought it was just, a like, a reflection. Oh, I think you told me about this. I'm not sure if I've seen it. Though. And, like, I just bypassed it and just didn't use that one. And then, like, years later, I <laughs> was going back through them again because I was clearing photos off of my hard drive. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it again, and I zoomed in on it, and it's a perfect circle Hmm. and it's like perfectly like spherical almost like you could see like the light gradient yeah it's it's weird Hmm. 
Um, but like normally when people are like, oh, look, I caught orbs. Like there was one, um, my mom and I, we were in, I took her to um, LA a few years ago to mm-hmm. Disneyland and we did a day trip down to San Diego. Yeah. And we did, um, I forget the name of the place, but I think it was on Ghost Hunters once. It was on some ghost investigation show once. Yeah. And it's right next, it's really old and it's right next to like a little cemetery and uh, it's supposedly haunted. So we did a tour. Yeah. And it ended up being a private tour because nobody else showed up. <laughs> and our tour guide, I don't know if he was new or, but like you could tell he was like pausing to remember his lines. Uh huh. And, um, which is fine because he's a tour guide. Yeah. But like even like he would try to throw in like little like anecdotes. Yeah. Like personal anecdotes. But like he would pause in the middle to like think about his next line. <laughs> and then we went up to like there was one room that was upstairs that was used as like a theater. Like it had a stage on one end. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like I mean it was like small theater. But um, I don't remember if it was like. A brothel, maybe, or but I know like downstairs was a courthouse. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there was supposedly it was a really active room, and he's like, people take pictures in here and get orbs all the time. You should take out your phones and take some pictures. <laughs> and so, like, whatever. Like, I was taking pictures of anything of everything anyway because yeah. I love old <laughs> things. <laughs> and um, there was like this chandelier, and. Like in on this well from the scene obviously from the scene but like in the middle and then the wall opposite the stage there was a big mirror mm-hmm. and um so I took my pictures and we moved on and then he, like three stops later he's like pull out your phone and let's see your photos like because <laughs> it takes time for things to show up oh. on the photo I guess it needed time to develop sure yeah that's and how it works. he goes. And he goes, oh, yeah, look, you caught an orb. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, no, that's the reflection of the chandelier in the mirror. <laughs> like, it was like the reflection of the light bouncing off the mirror uh-huh. and then hitting the camera lens. And he goes, no, 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 it's an orb. It's an orb. And I'm like, no. I know what things And I zoomed like. in on it, and I said, here's the light. Here's the mirror. And then here's the – and he goes, no, 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 it's an orb. It's an orb. And I'm like, I appreciate what you're trying to do. Well, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> it's not an orb. And he goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we moved on. So disappointed. <laughs> I'm like, it's not like I know you're trying, I know you're trying to make it like an experience, but uh-huh. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I'm sorry. I completely derailed <laughs> your story. Okay. So um, a lot of information came from... This uh, wife of a colonel, her name is Jane Polanski, and she wrote a book called The Ghosts of Fort Monroe, published in 1972. She actually um, passed away in 2011. Um, but I tried looking up, looking for this book. I found one copy on Amazon that had been sold already. So oh, I was going to say one copy for $3,000. <laughs> Because um, that's what I seem to find all the time. I saw, I've, I looked at the review too, and it was bought by someone that recently moved into Fort Monroe. <gasps> and I was, they were interested in what was going on around there, so they bought the Whoa. book. 
Smart move. <laughs> um, so she lived in in the house that's across the street from the Casement Museum, which is actually in the fort. Or yeah, that's right, in the fort. Um, one night she brought her dash hound, a dash hound, whatever, however you pronounce that, dash hound. Downstairs, yeah, to let him outside to go to the bathroom. And she was waiting for him to come back to the, I'm assuming, to the same door she let him out of. So she was just sitting there in the dark waiting for him to come back. And she started hearing knocking and scratching at the back door. She thought it was the dog. She went through the house to go let him back in. And she walked through the dining room and standing by the fireplace... There was a man no, looking very arrogant. He was in a uniform shirt from around mid-18th century, and he had his arm up on the mantle, and she like he looked at her very arrogantly. I don't know exactly but why. Smug bastard. Get out of my house. And then he just disappeared. Uh-uh. So the whole time she like was like as soon as she caught sight of him, she started backing back out to the front of the house, through the living room, out the front door, and then her dog came running down the street (gasps) to her. He was not at the back door. So yeah, it wasn't the dog scratching at the back door. (laughs) And um, her son also had an experience of a strange mist in his bedroom. And it just would appear, I guess, randomly. And the current resident still reports the same mist coming in that room. And the last thing for Fort Monroe that's around the same time is the apparition of the lady, the white lady, I mean. Uh, She was a captain's wife. And I guess I didn't find her name, but if they know she was a captain's wife, I guess they, someone has some record of the name, but I didn't think to look for it, I guess. You know why her name is not here. important? Because she was a woman. She was the captain's wife. Yeah. That's her entire identity. That's her name, the captain's wife. Yeah. <laughs> Should we um, name her? No, I don't want to give her a name. That's not hers, though. She, uh, Her husband shot her for having an affair. So she roams the fort in a white nightdress, and she is seen walking the boardwalk and lurking in Ghost Alley. Ghost Alley? I did not get much information about what Ghost Alley is. I want to go. They did, there wasn't information about what Ghost Alley is there. I don't care. It's called Ghost Alley. I think I it's self-explanatory. I want to go. <laughs> and that was all the... Um, Hauntings from that era. There are others from later um, later um, time periods. But that's all the Civil War era ones? Yes, that's all the Civil War era ones. I want to go to Ghost Alley. Yeah. Okay, so Battle of Shiloh Part 2 is... Um, we were talking before about um, little baby soldiers. Uh-huh. So the drummers... Mm-hmm. were, they were, like, always little kids, which I'm like, how, how, like, ethically do you send a little kid 
into war, and like a lot of them died. Yeah, well, because they're right out front. Yeah. Wait, no, were they in the front or are they in the middle? I thought they were in front. Like they were keeping time for the marching, right? Yeah. I thought they were out front. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But still, and then as a soldier, like on the other side, like I don't think I, well, this is why I am not in the military because I know in the, in the Middle East, they use that tactic with the little kids, with the suicide bombs. No. I I, like, I I don't think I could ever take out a kid. Yeah. It's a child. So anyways. But I mean, were they killed on purpose or did they just get hit by crossfire, you know? I, I really don't see how, like, they weren't a threat in any way. I wouldn't see how they would. But if you're be aiming your, purpose. if you're aiming your gun in the general direction of a child, yeah, you have to assume you're going to hit it. Him, hit. It's going to hit him. Yeah, is what I was trying to say. Um, so one of the youngest um, drummer boys says. It says there were several young boys fighting in this battle. Fighting? Yeah. Um, so Johnny Clem, this kid was 11. Mm-hmm. Um, 11 years old. Um, he, from the sounds of this, it sounds like he was the only young boy who was involved who survived. And he actually, he did... So he didn't die in this battle. He actually um, was in the army. He stayed in the army until 1915. And um, he passed away, I think, from natural causes when mm-hmm. he was older. Um, however, if you go to, like, it, it sounds like it's all throughout the grounds of the battle of Shiloh. Um, tourists have reported hearing drums beating. Um, so they think that it's this little boy, Johnny Clem, who was a drummer Mm -hmm. for the army. And it doesn't say which, wait, does it say before I say that? Well, it must've been union, right? Yeah. If he was still in the army afterward, I would think he would be on the union side. Right. But then when all the States kissed and made up. What did no former Confederates, were they, none of them were allowed in the military? I don't I believe that. I don't know. Well, how many of them would have been trusted for a while anyway? I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah. I, I, to just say, no, we don't need your service. I don't know. Well, anyway, <laughs> so, so, um, throughout the grounds of Shiloh, um, it, a lot, like a lot, like a lot of people, a lot of, hi. Um, a lot of people who visit um, hear just the the steady cadence of the drumming, mm-hmm. and they they think that it's this eleven year old Johnny Clem. Which, even though he survived, I mean, I still think it's it goes back to one of those things. So, the Shanley Hotel. This was one of the things that um, that was a little controversial because one of the ghosts for the longest time was commonly known as um, the little boy who got run over by the car, uh-huh. the neighbor's car, and um, which was a true story that really happened is verified. That little boy didn't die. Yeah. 
so then there's still a spirit who like according to EVP and um whatever inter- other interactions that confirmed it's the spirit of a little boy mm-hmm. who was in that hotel but they thought that they knew who it was but now they have no idea who it was yeah because that the little boy who they thought it was didn't die in that accident and like grew up into yeah. like a real facts adult mm-hmm. so but can you or mm, let me rephrase is it possible that when you die your spirit maybe reverts to a past self am i wording that right does that make sense like like some tragedy to a period in, in time where you were something is stuck for you maybe yeah so like maybe this was such a significant event his spirit when he died his spirit reverted back to his 11 year old's drummer boy hmm because then there's also the 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 question of like multiple like one spirit haunting multiple locations yeah like that, the same spirit being seen in different places yeah that that's um i'm I'm always curious about that because I have one that's that comes up, and i'm one i wonder actually it might it might be two of them that it comes up, yeah, two of them I feel like ones. we might be i might i feel like we're thinking of the same person, and it just it just i just wonder like. Like, is but it that, how? is it that like you left, like at the time, like you left your impression mm-hmm. in that spot yeah, and then maybe moved on somewhere else where something else significant happened and you left like an emotional footprint yeah. that stays there. But then if that's the case, is it possible for, for you to haunt something while you're still alive? Oh my word. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's just like if it's like if you're leaving behind like an emotional signature. Yeah. That sticks. Is it possible that that happens and then the person is still alive? That's crazy. I, did I just blow your I think I just blew my own mind. Yeah. That's <laughs> that I wow, never had that thought. That's interesting. That's very interesting to think about. Like, I think that could be something that could actually be, like, tested by scientists or something to figure out, like, because, I mean, your body gives off all sorts of kinds of energy and stuff Mm -hmm. that they can measure. Hmm. Well, but, I mean, then that, again, links into, like, poltergeist activity, right? Oh, yeah. Which, for a lot of... Like that tends to be not even like a ghost. It's or it's like actually like um, telekinetic energy. Yeah. Usually from like pubescent girls. Yeah. And they don't even know that they're doing it. Yeah. That just, I'm sorry. That's just reminding me of I just read Stephen King's Carrie, and this is like reminding me of that book because <laughs> that was her thing, right? She yeah. Was, but that went way beyond the well, throwing book across the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Stephen King. So go big or go home. <laughs> um, but that, so then my other question would be, or my other theory would be, do you leave your emotional imprint 
like I, like in the scenario before, mm-hmm. but then the haunting doesn't start until you pass away when yeah. your spirit is free to, or maybe not so free, but maybe your like pieces of your spirit are drawn back to those places to like fuel it. Oh, I got it. I, Oh, I just solved it. So, <laughs> so here's what happens. So you leave, you leave your like emotional fingerprint mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever analogy you want to use. In these places where something significant or life-altering or tragic or whatever, what have you happens, right? So say there's multiple. Mm-hmm. So when you pass away, maybe your spirit gets lost on the way to whatever afterworld yeah. that you s- uh, subscribe to. And um, it looks for something familiar. Oh. And maybe pieces of it are drawn off into different places where and like it like feels that familiar emotional signature and if there are like if there are multiple maybe it's like split a little bit like okay this piece of me you go that way and check out that one and then this piece of me you go that way and check out that one Uh uh-huh interesting and then if you die at the place where it happened you're right there Mm -hmm. so your spirit doesn't have far to go yeah. It's just like, oh, this is where I'm, this is the thing I'm supposed to go to. I'm right here. Weird. It's crazy. <laughs> I should have, I should have been a philosopher, a philosophist. The great philosophist aims. I should have studied philosophy in school is what I was getting at. Cause there's no way to make a career out of that. Nope. <laughs> but you sit around sounding smart. I mean, if I could apply for grants for people to pay me to just sit around and just think about that kind of stuff, just like, and just be like, but what if this, and then I'd write it down and post it somewhere on the internet and then get a check. Yeah. I mean, that could be my life. (laughs) Isn't that mostly your life except for getting the check part? Oh, no. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh. Where were we? Oh, I just finished mine. Oh. It's your turn. <laughs> You're all done with that Yeah, one? that one was short. Okay. So my next one is another battle. Battle of, well, it's called several things. Battle of Sharpsburg or the Battle of Antietam. And... This one says it's the bloodiest battle of the Civil War. Antietam was pretty bad. Um, well, I think it has to do with how many people were killed in the short amount of time of this battle. Because this battle was like four hours long and over 23,000 men were killed. Holy shit. Yeah. So... It was September 17th, 1862, and it was was on the Antietam Creek near the small town of Sharpsburg, Maryland. So that's why it has more than one name. And they now call it the battle, the, where the actual fighting took place was in the sunken road between two farms, and they call that Bloody Lane. Both Union and Confederate ghosts are reported 
on this battlefield. Um, they're reported seen, reportedly seen placing and firing. So when they do the, you know, after they get their muskets all primed and they bend down on the knee and sight the other guys, like doing that kind of stuff on either side of this battlefield. And in the actual Bloody Lane roadway, gunfire and the smell of gunpowder have been reported, and that with no one else being on the road or nearby. And it's out in the open, and it's, like, dirt and grass and stuff, so I'm not sure if there's anywhere for, like, the smell of something to soak in, like, in other like indoor locations where it could mm-hmm. seep into like furniture and walls and stuff. So I don't know if it could like that smell could leach from the ground because it was no. so much <laughs> it's fighting there. It's embedded in the very air that we breathe. Something no, like that's that. probably, I, I don't think that can happen <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's I, I'm pretty sure that that's not a, a, an explanation. <laughs> Okay, so uh, one visitor saw several men in Confederate uniforms walking Bloody Lane. He thought they were reenactors until they just vanished. <gasps> no, shut up. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> well, yeah, keep talking, but <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, the most, um, I guess, significant one that happened right on Bloody Lane was um, some Baltimore schoolboys were walking that part of the battlefield and they heard what they thought was singing out in the fields that surround this road. Um, They said it sounded like chanting or the um, refrain from the Christmas song Deck the Halls, the fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. That, th- that part of it. And they kept hearing that. And where they heard that was, it's around an observation tower that's there now. And in that area, it's said that an Irish brigade charged the Confederates with, the bat- with a battle cry in Gaelic, which sounds like that refrain from... Um, Deck the halls. I got chills again. <laughs> um, so next is Burnside's Bridge, which that's what it's called now. But back when the battle happened, it was Roarback Bridge. And General Ambrose Burnside pushed the Confederates back from this bridge after like many attempts so they, he kept them back. And many soldiers were buried, were hastily buried around the land, the ground around the bridge in unmarked graves. Visitors report um, seeing blalls, balls of blue light moving around the area. And this is at night, at nighttime they see this. And sounds of drums playing in the distance. There are so many more. (laughs) It's a lot. And it's like a really small area. It's not like a really big town, this Sharpsburg. Um, 
the St. Paul's Episcopal Church in the town was used as a Confederate hospital after the battle. And there's reports of hearing screams of the injured and dying coming from the building. And other reports see flickering lights coming from the church tower. And there's two more. These are specific houses that are, one is right on the battlefield grounds. The other is just outside of it, I think. The first one is the Philip Pry House. In um, 1976, the house caught fire, and a third of it was gutted. So they started doing restorations on it. Oh, magic word. <laughs> yeah. Um, this house is not open to the public. It's not on tours or anything. Um, so there weren't a lot of reports before this fire, that's why we get a lot of the reports after this fire because then that's when a lot of people were going in and out mm-hmm. of it and stuff. Um, there's you know, ma- many strange events were started getting recorded. Workers arrived at the house and saw a woman standing in an upper window, the same room where a General Richardson died during um, the Civil War battle of Sharpsburg. They search the house looking for this woman, and they go upstairs and realize the room she's standing in had no floor. So what? So how was the woman looking out the window? Oh no! Um, and that reminds me of um, Waverly Hills. Was the fourth floor like oh, the one yeah. half was closed because there was no floor, and the guy was like, "But I heard someone walking." Yeah. Yeah, and um, she's thought to be um, Richardson's wife that tended to him while he was, before he died Mm -hmm. there. And uh, at one point, they had to hire a whole new construction crew because the previous crew just, like, abandoned the project after um, seeing this woman there walking around. Yo. They were just like, nope, I'm gone. That's the line. <laughs> and, um, of course, there's a bunch of phantom footsteps all over the place. Oh, yeah. Those are a dime a dozen. <laughs> and the last house, the Piper House, it's now a bed and breakfast located right on the battlefield. And um, they, it's kind of small. I think they only have, like, three or four rooms or something like that. But the barn was used as a field hospital. And... In the 1900s, or 1900 or early 1900s, um, they added a, an addition on the house, and that seems to be where most of the activity is located around. Guests hear muffled voices and odd sounds, um, and reports of a misty apparition uh, which appears in the doorway of the bathroom from one of the rooms. And they think that all this activity happens in the newer portion because it was built over unmarked graves from the battle. Mm, Yeah, that'll do it. And that is the Battle of Sharpsburg. It was four hours long, you said? Yeah, four hours long. And how many people died? 23,100 is what the number I I came across. Died or were casualties? Because I googled 
Oh, wounded, I guess, wounded, killed, or missing in action. Okay. Sorry. Because I Googled, cause I wanted to compare, so I Googled Gettysburg's casualties, and that's how they broke it down. So, because they consider wounded and missing also casualties. And I was like, oh, only, I mean only, <laughs> but only like 7,000 people died at Gettysburg. But total casualties were like 50,000. Yeah. So wow. that's why I just wanted to compare. But Gettysburg lasted, what, three days? And compared yeah. to four hours, that's insane. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it had to do with, like, the confined space, maybe? Like, on the two sides of this little road. And I'm not sure which direction they came, if they came up the ends of the road or if they came like over the fields. the fields. Yeah. But, yeah, it was nuts well because to me that like i haven't seen pictures of that area but what i'm picturing in my head is the road's almost like a valley yeah and the fields on either side are like inclines yeah a little bit it's not like like big hills but it's like like a rolling field like mm-hmm. but that field still type. gives you an advantage being yeah. up as opposed to down yeah Um, so I feel like I, I did a fail because I did mine, like each of mine are its own ghost story. Whereas you picked five different battles and just like went into each one. I didn't pick five different battles. I got two individuals coming up. Okay. You're splitting hairs. You know what I'm saying? Like you picked five different topics and then just explored all of them and because well, I wasn't I, wasn't I just picked quite five sure. different stories because we did like we said haunt haunting slash location or something so I wasn't I don't know I'm sorry oh. you're sorry I'm the, I feel like I've another slight miscommunication <laughs> we need to be better at getting on the same page anyway because I was under the impression that this was going to be like a quick Back and forth, back and forth, and no, we have like I, a five-hour long episode. I thought it was, but I feel, I feel like I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like there was too much information on everything I've had. I would... So did I, and I trimmed the fat. <laughs> and that's why I have these five short, shitty stories. Actually, no, my last two I think are pretty good. Um, we'll go out with a bang. So for my last two, they're both from Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is um, Jenny Wade was born Mary Virginia Wade. Everyone called her Jenny. Well, there's different variations. There's Jenny, there's Ginny. But the Jenny Wade house, I mean, we've been to the Jenny. We, did we go to the Jenny Wade house? We did, right? I, was that the one that's a restaurant now? Oh. With the bread? I think so. Yeah, 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 because with the bread, because yeah. she made the bread for the soldiers. So, <laughs> the one with the bread, duh. So, um, you guys, I haven't been able to finish my coffee yet. Um, <laughs> we've not been talking for two hours and I still haven't finished my coffee. That's, that's iced coffee right now. Um, so Jenny Wade, she was the only civilian casualty in the battle of Gettysburg. The battle of Gettysburg lasted three days in July, 1863. Um, I think we all know the basic history of it. The bloodiest battle Fuck what everyone else says. Gettysburg's <laughs> the bloodiest battle yeah. in the Civil War, um, and it it 
gave like no real, um, there was no real gain for either side. Yeah. Which is like adding insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, it was um, about 50,000 casualties total. And that includes um, killed, wounded, and missing. And I don't think that the kill count, kill count, um, I don't think that accounts for the soldiers who died later of their wounds. Yeah. And like, so we, how long ago did we go to Gettysburg? It was a few years now. Well, I was still living in Queens. So, I mean, I think it was four four or five years ago. Shortly before you moved. Yeah. Was it the summer before I moved? No, I think it was the summer before that. Yeah. Close though. Not so like five years. Yeah. Um, and we did the tour Mm -hmm. and I just remember that, um, that field hospital, that they had set up. Yeah. And they were going over like how they did the amputations. And, Ugh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people died from the treatments. Yeah. Infections and, um, just improper. I mean, it was 1863. Everything was dirty. Yeah. And, and their knowledge of medicine was vastly different from what it is now. Yes. Um, so Jenny Wade, um, she, so the battle starts mm-hmm. and she was, I thought it was her sister's house, but maybe it was her house, but the house that she was in, they were kind of trapped there. They were in the middle of no man's land, mm-hmm. right in between the two sides. And, um, so they were basically trapped inside. It was her, her sister, her brother-in-law and her newborn baby nephew. Oh, um, and so they baked bread, like all they, the, the whole time they were in there baking bread and passing out like bread and water to the union troops mm-hmm. passing by and keeping them fed and, and, and watered and everything. Um, the, uh, the house took over 150 bullets. Oh, wow. Um, a cannonball landed in the attic but it didn't wow. explode. Um, so the house took a lot of fire on the third day of the battle. So, and I think the battle lasted three days total. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's almost over, which yeah. like really sucks. Um, a stray bullet from a Confederate soldier went through two wooden doors and hit Jenny Wade in the back as she was baking bread in the kitchen. Oh, um, she had just turned 20. Aww. Um, she, they don't know for sure. It's not hundred percent confirmed, but it's believed that she worked as a midwife also and had just recently helped her sister deliver Aww. her nephew. Um, so, um, because, of because of her being the only civilian killed and, Um, her help with the union troops, she was remembered as a martyr and an example of courage and patriotism. Um, soldiers came to take her body. Her mother insisted in, on, um, keeping her in the cellar until it was absolutely safe to move her out. Mm -hmm. Um, and the soldiers who came stayed with her body until she could be, um, transported and buried um 
she uh, eventually was buried in the Gettysburg National Cemetery with honors. And her grave today has, it just says a lovely statue. (laughs) But it's marked with a a statue and an American flag. Um, You're making me cry over here. Yeah. (laughs) It's a really sad story. Um, that, and this is the one that like right before we started recording, I was like going over it and I just realized I didn't have anything about her, the haunting. Oh, do you need a tissue? I'm okay. She's wiping her eye. (laughs) Um, because I got so hung up on and like, I know the story. I mean, like everyone knows her story Mm -hmm. and like we went, you know, we were there recently, well, somewhat recently. So it like. I'm familiar with the story, but it's, like, so easy to get hung up on it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, this also, the haunting part of it also ties into the orphanage that was nearby, um, which is the, I didn't do that one, though. Mm -hmm. Um, But the the children's orphanage was was not, I think it was, like, right down the street or something, but that was the one where the, 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 I don't know. What's the person called in charge of an orphanage? Master? Orphan master? Orphan I don't know. master. That sounds like some kind of like S&M <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the woman who ran the orphanage was keeping the kids like chained to the wall in the cellar. Oh. Remember that? Um, and like, a, like really like abusing them and using them as slaves. Of them. So, I mean, I guess master <laughs> would be fitting. Um but it kind of ties in with that because while like the, she really was just a really good person, it sounds mm-hmm. like she, she would let them, um, she would let the kids come over and like play in her yard, mm-hmm. um, to like get them away, like from the orphanage for yeah. a little while and like, forget about like, let them be kids. And Aww. so, uh, and then I didn't realize that her father so none of the historical accounts say anything about her father like uh-huh. there's the mention of her mother like it doesn't say her mother is in the house with them but there's the mention of her mother like in like you know like mm-hmm. i want to keep her body here until yeah you know whatever but nothing mentions her father until i'm looking at the 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 paranormal accounts and then it says um the house is said to be haunted by her and her father who never recovered from her untimely death, which is like, Oh, that's the first I've heard of him. I'm I think. And this is coming from, um, barefortparanormal.com. Hmm. Uh, and they did an investigation there. So the accounts in the house are both Jenny and her father, who's not named anywhere that I can (laughs) see, which I can't help that think like, because it's usually the missus that's like, yeah, it's Mrs. So-and-so. It's that guy's wife. Yeah. So that's... I kind of feel like, mm, okay, your turn. Father. <laughs> Father Wade. Um, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but, you know. So they're bo- both of their apparitions have been seen. Um. The father's presence is often associated with the basement where where the mother had insisted that they keep her body mm-hmm. um, until the, the fighting was done. Uh, people often describe uh, just feeling utter sadness down there. Mm-hmm. 
which makes sense. Another claim that people have experienced is, um, which ties in with the orphanage, is the children's voices are heard throughout the home. Mm-hmm. Um, they and this reminded me of when you were talking about at the Kolb's farm with mm-hmm. the tugging and the yeah. Um, so people say, in addition to the voices, they hear like um, small hands grabbing onto their hands. Oh. Um. So that like that's why like that felt like very, but then also like you know you're just like a tug on your shirt. Yeah. You know, I mean, who know, maybe it was tugged from the collar, but like I was picturing like a yeah. tug from like the waist. Yeah, that was which a, would be like I a little kid thing too. to do. Like, hey, tug, tug, <laughs> pay attention to me. And then the other thing is um, another claim was uh, that for Jenny was that whereas like with the father's spirit is associated with like intense sadness, mm-hmm. um, if a person goes into the house that's like upset or distressed mm-hmm. um her so jenny's spirit is associated with like they'll feel like comfort like she's Aww. comforting them like she was very which fits her so well like yeah. for her to stay like she was a midwife she's delivering babies she's baking the bread nonstop for the soldiers she lets yeah. the orphanage kids come over and play mm-hmm. you know like she's oh. yeah she breaks my heart okay so this team investigated and they, if, if you want to look it up, it seems like there's a video. I haven't watched it. Um, but they, and they, they caught EVPs that I'm sure are on here somewhere as well, mm-hmm. but I haven't listened to them. But, um, and it doesn't say exactly what they said, but it, the website is bear fort, like bear, like the animal mm-hmm. fort paranormal.com. And it looks like they've got a lot of cool stuff on here. Um, but they found so they got a bunch of EVPs. They focused a lot on the basement. They reported, um, like as soon as they went down to the basement, it was uh, the vibe just turned really negative, hmm. as opposed to like everyone else is reporting like really sad. Yeah, um, and they just like very like it. It sounds like it was just like a very like that ominous. Mm-hmm. negative dark bad feeling um they got a bunch of evps a woman and a child um an evp of a man um and they're also were the voices of multiple children so they attributed that to they called it a bleed through from the orphanage being nearby mm-hmm. um which i don't know how close they i don't remember how close they are um, but Gettysburg is not a huge yeah. town either. So, I mean, that can make sense, especially if they're in the basement and if it's close enough to the orphanage and that bitch was locking those kids up in the basement. Yeah. Um, I can that I can definitely see how that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said they were dealing with both intelligent and residual hauntings down there. So that's the Jenny Wade house. I'm on to one of my individual ghosty peoples. <laughs> ghosty. Oh, what, what was, um, go, ghosty? Oh, no. It's peeps. Oh. Huh? Ghosty something or we student beastie. Oh. How's it go? I can't remember. Ah. 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 
I don't know. And he's like, who goes there? I think they're under the invisibility cloak, right? Yeah. Like, who goes there? Everything was going so well until they saw peas on the stairs. <laughs> peas. <clears throat> I'm okay. still mad they left him out of the movies. So this is the ghost of Mary Surratt. Mary Jenkins Surratt. She was 42 And she was the mother of one of the co-conspirators for the failed kidnapping attempt and subsequent assassination plot to kill Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. So apparently they plotted to kidnap him first. I did not realize that that they had plotted a kidnapping of him first. I feel like I heard that somewhere before, but I might be making that up. (laughs) Um, So she lived in a home that her and her husband built in a town that ended up being named after them, Surrattsville. It's Hmm. now the town of Clinton. Uh, After her husband's death, she moved to a boarding house on H Street, um, which they had also owned. And that's where um, all these guys were meeting for plotting the... uh, as kidnapping and assassination. So that's why they think she was a part of all of this. Whether or not she was a participant or merely like hosting them and like preaching to them about her religion or, you know, there's lots of different theories. She was convicted and she was hanged for um, the assassination of the president. Mm-hmm. So the hauntings, um, we're going to start with Fort McNair, where she was held um, as a prisoner before her um, sentence was carried out, I guess. (laughs) There's reports of a black-clad figure bound hand and foot, but moving effortlessly. Her head hooded, drooping unnaturally close to her shoulder like a broken neck. Oh my god. Did you watch The Haunting of Hill House yet? Yes, I did. I watched the whole thing. Oh. Yeah. That's all I can think of. That's all I see. That neck woman. That neck lady, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, a military couple report a pane of glass in their window, fog fog up fogs up mysteriously at night and this is reportedly where um mary surratt's daughter anna watched her mother get hung hanged it's hanged isn't it yeah sorry i always forget which one it is until i say it and then i'm like that's not right well it's like drank and drunk for me i, I like interchange those and then an honor guard named Eric Swanson at Fort, Fort McNair reported seeing on more than one occasion a path two feet wide and a foot deep in the snow that went down to the bare grass about 30 or 300 yards long and with no shovel marks or... Um, 
like piles of snow on either side, like someone shoveled it. And there's no pipes or anything below it that would heat would rise up from it to melt the snow. And he later discovered that that path coincides with the path that she walked from where she was imprisoned to the gallows. Um, so next we have on Army Captain Dave Osborne. Um, swears he heard her outside his window. So he lived at Fort McNair in the building where she was held prisoner. And in the pre-dawn hours, on Abraham Lincoln's birthday in 1989, he said he heard a woman whispering outside his window. It started off softly, help me, help me. And then it began screaming, oh no, help me, help me, outside his window. But he looked out there and there was there no was one out no there. no one there. That's how these all end. And no one was no there. One was, the calls were coming from inside the house. Wait, so on Lincoln's birthday? Yeah, hmm. in 89. 1989. Yeah, 1989. <laughs> hmm. uh, a woman named Lori Verge, a historian for the Maryland National Capital Park and Planning Commission, used to hold me- meetings in the... Um, the Clinton house, the house in Clinton that used to be- belong to the Surratts. One night um, when she was there with uh, four other people, they were having a meeting up on the second floor. They heard the front door open, loud thudding footsteps made, they thought, made by like large boots. I, I don't know how they would know the difference between women's boots and men's boots from the 19th century, but it says women's boots. Because I think women's boots generally had a heel on them. Oh, so the more So maybe clicky. it was more of like a click-clack? Hmm, maybe. Um, they walked in the hall downstairs, and then they just stopped right in the middle of the house. And so they kind of like crept downstairs looking for who came in and no one was downstairs. Of course not. And there was like nothing moved around. The door didn't look like it had been opened or anything. And uh, this late, uh, this Lori also says she has uneasy feelings in the house and like the hair on the back of her neck stands on end and stuff when she was, would go in there. I hate that feeling. Yeah. And um, that's all for the ghost of Mary Surratt. So, on to the last one. Did you remember ever hearing of Iverson's Pits in Gettysburg? I'm not sure... I don't know if I came across that name or term in um, my research just this past week, (laughs) but that that sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've heard it before researching now. I don't, yeah, I don't remember ever hearing, because I've been to Gettysburg a couple of times, and I don't remember ever hearing about this. Um. I'm trying to find his rank because I just realized it's not in any of these. 
Confederate general. Okay. I wasn't that far off. Okay. So, it's pretty morbid. Mm. Which is why I feel like if I had heard about it, it would have stuck out of my mind. Yeah. It would have been one of those like, oh yeah, I remember this. July 1st, 1863, um, Confederate General Alfred Iverson, um, he's in charge of a a brigade from North Carolina. So um, he leads them into battle at Chancellorsville, suffers heavy casualties, and (laughs) and he himself was hit in the groin by a piece of a shell fragment. Yeah. Which I, the only reason I laugh at that is because this guy was a dick. <laughs> so, he deserved it. I mean, does anybody deserve, I'm just going to say that that was, that. I'm just going to, I'm going to put it up to karma. I'm going to say that he got, he got a big fat karma possum right in his groin. <laughs> um, so during the battle, I assume it's after he was hit. Um, it doesn't specify, but I got to assume it was after he was hit. Um, the, what are they? If you're in a brigade, are you called a brigadier? A, bri- a brigadier? I don't know. The, I don't know. the soldiers, um, they were complaining that he was a coward because he retreated to the rear during the battle. <laughs> um, I mean, you know. On the one hand, if you're leading them, you should yeah. be leading. On the other hand, if you're guy took, guy took shrapnel to his groin. I mean, that's there's a lot of blood vessels there. You, yeah, I mean, you could die from that. Aside from the excruciating pain, being hit in the groin, <laughs> um, right in the baby maker. <laughs> um. So, so then we get to Gettysburg. This guy sends his, his brigade. It doesn't say how many people he has, but it says he, he sends the brigade up against an entire federal court alone. What? Um, most historians believe at this point that he was drunk when he ordered them forward. Oh my goodness. And he just shouted, he shouts out, give them hell, and then watches them advance alone while he stays in the back. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, and he basically sent the... Oh, wait, it does say later. I think further down I wrote. Oh, there it is. 500 men. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So he sends these 500 guys. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. No, I skipped ahead. They lost 900. So then after that, they only had 500. So he had 1,400. But still, that's not a lot. (laughs) You're their leader. Like, what are you doing? And he, so his backstory, he was in the military when he was younger. He left and became a lawyer. Mm -hmm. The Confederates offered him an officer rank to come back. He voluntarily came back. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm sure, like, it was for the money. But if you're that scared, don't fucking do it yeah like go big or go home like do your job or don't mm-hmm. the, the, mm. oh that pisses me off i don't care what side you're on like that's bullshit um but so he said so he 
Okay, so I skipped ahead, so let me backtrack now. So he's he's drunk, he orders them forward, shouts out, give them hell, and then hides in the back. Um, the, brigade, the brigade advanced against the line of feds who were crouched behind a stone wall. The stone wall is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, it had become, become overgrown with trees, and one of the articles I was reading said that the park service um, has recently removed all the trees hmm. to make it more... Um, look like what it looked like then. Okay. So that wall is still there where they were all hiding behind. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, so of course the Confederate, the Confederate brigade had no cover. Yeah. Cause it's like a field. And, um, so they lost 900 men. Um, <laughs> this motherfucker. And then he, he curses his men as cowards after the attack failed. Then at this point he's only got five hundred men left, um, and that's when General Lee relieved him from command no. for the remainder of the battle. So the nine hundred men they lost. Here's the thing, that, mm-hmm. that's like really like so they fell in a nearly straight line and were buried right on the spot after oh. the battle. Um, so what happened was they were all buried. Right there. Mm-hmm. Time goes on. The bodies decay. Oh. The ground sinks down. Mm-hmm. And now we have Iverson's pits. Oh. So. Um, Are they still sunken today? Yes. Oh. So that's what I was getting to. So you go there today and there's a visible depression. Oh. That's why I feel like I definitely haven't been there. And yeah. I feel like if it would, if this had been mentioned on any of the tours I had been on, like I feel like that would stick out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that stone wall is still there, and then when you walk into the field, I because you can, there's the only thing that's there. There's like um, it almost looks like a gravestone or something, but it's like a stone marker, uh-huh. like right at the entrance, and then you can see there's like a visible depression in the ground. Wow. Um. So the for as far as um it being haunted goes so there's a couple so there's this website is um spirit society of um and they've got a great like firsthand account of a visit and they have a couple of photos i'm not going to post the photos but i'm going to post a link to their website mm-hmm. um and they've got a great uh like outline of their visit they had they had somebody with them who was sensitive, and I guess she's been there a few times, and one of the spirits singles her out hmm. and kind of picks on her a little bit. But they report, like, battery drains. Um, they got some EVPs. They said something about they heard laughter. It's EVPs to me outside, though, I always question. Mm-hmm. Especially in a in a place like that where it's wide open, there's yeah. hiding places. Like you can't really verify that there's no one else there, as opposed to when you're inside a structure, you have a lot more control. Yeah, over the coming and going of other people. But um, there was another. I read another article that had claims um, apparitions. Uh, one guy said that he 
picked up his camera to take a photo. And when he looked through the viewfinder, he saw like something black that looked like it was the middle of the field Mm -hmm. when there hadn't been anything there. So he thought there was something on the camera. So he put the camera down to like clean the lens. And like as he pulls it down and he's still looking up, he sees a black figure standing in the middle of the field. And then he like, um, he like blinked or looked away or something for like a second and then it was gone. Uh But then he like out of the corner of his eye, like not, like not right next to him, but like more like level with him. He -hmm. sees another black figure and he turns to look and it like runs away. Yeah. And then there's, um, the phantom gun smoke, Mm -hmm. of course. There's also like the phantom gunshots are a thing also. And this, the spirit society of PA, um, they were doing EVPs and they, the guy asks, or I assume it was a guy. I shouldn't assume. The investigator asks, <laughs> what was it like? Why did this happen? Was Iverson really drunk? And they hear, so they heard phantom gunshots. And then right after that, they get an EVP that says, we were unlucky. So, and they've got some photos on, they have a photo of like the, the phantom gun smoke. Mm-hmm. They've got another photo of, um, it looks like an apparition. Like I can kind of see like a face. It's creep. It's really creepy looking, but I'll post the link to this. And, uh, I mean, we're probably gonna have a ton of links. Yeah, there's, I found a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, the just the fact that, and you know, they didn't disinter those bodies. There's no way nine hundred. Yeah, that's. So they're all, I'm sure, still there. Well, the skeletons would be. Just, oof. and I know they were the other side, but. That's terrible. I and then know, to know yeah. that the guy who's supposed to be leading you is just sending you to your death. I'd probably be pissed and hang around too. Why wouldn't they mutiny though or something? Like because <laughs> that's a court martial. <laughs> I know, but they're crazy. <laughs> but he's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why Lee came and Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, You're no. fired. <laughs> You're not, this is not, that's not how we do things. That's why we're losing, you dumbass. <laughs> that's not why they were losing. Well, partially, maybe. There were other factors. Like, they were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's Iverson's Pits. So now we have a new place to go check out the next time we go to Gettysburg. Yes. Wow. That one's... Head scratcher. <laughs> now on. Oh. Okay, I was going to ask you if you need a light. Because it's getting dark. Because it's almost five. Wow. Let there be light. And now for our final haunting of our ten hauntings. It is the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Of course it is. And I didn't do any kind of history on Abraham Lincoln because if you we don't know, know it, it, I'm I'm. If you don't bad. know it, go watch Abraham Lincoln's Vampire Hunter, <laughs> and you'll learn everything you need to know. 
No. That is, that is, that is a good book and movie, but that is not true. <laughs> How do you know? Were you there? Yes, I was. You liar. I'm, I'm 100 million years old. I know everything. <laughs> 100 million. Oh. Yes. So you're like the resource on anything ever historic. Yeah. You're the one. Not really. <laughs> okay. So the first person that reports um, contacting, having contact with um, Lincoln's ghost is First Lady Grace Coolidge. Grace! <laughs> um, she claimed to see Lincoln in the Oval Office staring out over the Potomac River. And um, I, I guess he did that a lot during his presidency. He had a lot to contemplate. Yeah, he did. Um, another person, Carl Sandberg, claimed to... He didn't actually see him, but he sensed him in the Oval Office as well, like by the windows that overlooked the Potomac. Hmm. So I get... I get sensing that something or somebody is there. How do you sense that it's specifically <laughs> Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. I don't know how he would Because by know that point, several identity. presidents had passed away. Yes. I don't know. Um, the most reported area in the White House that Lincoln is hanging around, I guess, is the Lincoln bedroom, which is where his office actually used to be. Um, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt and also Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands both had experiences of him in that room uh, during during World War II time frame. I, I don't know if you touch on this at all, but I heard a theory that his spirit appears in times of national crisis, oh, which is I, why he was cited several times during World War II. I did not come across that. What do you think is happening right now? Do you think he's just all over that White House right now? Is that part of the reason that all the presidents turn <laughs> have white hair when they leave office? <laughs> I think that's just the job. <laughs> um, I forget where I heard that, but that was... Um, like during times of a national crisis for us, his sightings tend to tick up. Interesting. I did not come across yeah. that. Um, so the, the Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands, she actually reported fainting when she saw him. Like that probably would too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it was like, she heard knocking on the door. She opened it. He was there, and like she fainted. And he knocked. He's so polite. <laughs> and what then, a great guy. And then he, and then she like came around, and he was gone. Oh, I mean, a true gentleman would have stayed until she regained consciousness. <laughs> consciousness. So, well, who knows? He might have still been there. She just couldn't see him mm, anymore. Just, maybe he's like, "Oh no, I scared you. Let me go invisible." <laughs> <laughs> and um, many. F- Hear, still hear footsteps pacing the hall right outside the Lincoln bedroom. And um, Margaret Truman, um, I'm pretty sure it's Harry Truman's daughter. She, heard, she kept on hearing tapping sounds 
So much so that Harry Truman ordered the White House to be renovated. I don't know why tapping sounds would make him... Rats. But she, like, she would say it was Lincoln, too. Like, And then Gerald Ford's daughter, Susan Ford, um, made it a point never to sleep in the Lincoln bedroom out of fear of seeing Lincoln's ghost. Dude, how amazing would it be... First of all, just to investigate the White House because nobody gets in there for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. can you imagine being able to get in there and actually do like an investigation in the White House? Um, but then also, if the White House operated like a hotel, because I would totally book the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> I absolutely would be in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost want to marry a politician with presidential aspirations <laughs> because I would make that our bedroom. <laughs> Like we sleep, we're with the what the presidential suite. No, 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 no. We we're we're gonna have to sleep in the Lincoln bedroom. We're good. <laughs> or I would just be in there doing EVP sessions while my president husband is like having late night phone conferences with Putin. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no Russia. Bad Russia. I'm not marrying a Republican. <laughs> Sounded so disgusted. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're not all bad, but but the ones that are in the news make them all look bad. Yeah, it only takes one, right? <laughs> one to ruin everything. Yeah, and then uh, Maureen Reagan, Ronald Reagan's daughter, claimed to see Lincoln's ghost in the Lincoln bedroom. Also, that was it. There, I thought there was a little oh. bit more, but it was just she just saw him. Um. And other people that have reportedly seen Lincoln was Harry Truman and Fala, the Roosevelt's dog. I don't know how they know that the dog saw Lincoln. What was that, Lassie? Timmy fell down the well. <laughs> I know. Abraham Lincoln's ghost is in the bedroom. Um, I mean, my guess would be somebody was with the dog and the dog started going nuts, barking at like a wall or something. Mm-hmm. Something like that, but yeah. In the early 80s, Tony Savoy, White House operation foreman, came into the White House and saw Lincoln sitting in a chair at the top of the stairs, and that's reportedly the last time Lincoln was saw at the White House. I haven't, there has, apparently there has not been any more sightings or reported sightings. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you there are now. They're just Probably. hush. They're hush, hush. Some other haunting type things related to Lincoln are the reports of a phantom train that roams during April at night from the path, the same path that his funeral train went from <gasps> Washington to Springfield. Oh. And then there's also reports of seeing his... Um, spirit wandering the graveyard of Springfield or uh, like around the crypt area. Like it started like right after his body got moved there. Like when they were building the, like he was housed in a temporary thing and then they were building the big monument thing that's there now. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole like, pages of information about just what went on with the crypt situation 
in Springfield with his, like, there was, like, three or four different variations of the actual monument and crypt setup going on there. Like, he was, like, buried and disinterred and buried and disinterred several times, oh. him and Mary. And it was, it was, like, all nuts. And you can, I bet if you Google, like, Abraham Lincoln burial crypt, you'll get all of that. It's crazy. It was a lot of stuff. Um, and a White House maid during Ulysses S. Grant's administration reported seeing the ghost of Lincoln's son, Willie, that died while yeah. he was in office. And that's the only account of seeing Willie. Um, some of the Lincoln haunting stories. She used air quotes, you guys. <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard it. don't really believe. Like this one of a woman that she was at Ford's Theater when Lincoln was assassinated. And then she reported later that he was haunting her house in New York City. So... Okay. So he followed her home? Something. From, from why? For, okay, first, why her? <laughs> why did he attach to her? This random lady at Ford's Theater. Who? Yeah. From and New the, York City. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, and then. And then two. <laughs> did she have to buy him a train ticket? <laughs> back with her. <laughs> <sighs> well, she didn't marry his spirit, right? So, uh, no. <laughs> Even if she proposed it, I don't think Abraham Lincoln would have gone for that. No, he loved his wife. <laughs> um, what is with these women claiming that like spirits are following them home? I mean, I guess Washington to New York is not so far. It's not as far as like Australia to <laughs> Ireland or England or wherever, wherever our good friend, what was her name? I don't know, but yes. like, why would Abraham Lincoln haunt a random lady? Yeah. What? I, that doesn't make sense. He followed her home and like just moved in with her. Especially like reading about things like when his son was sick. And he would, like, just, he was by his side day and mm -hmm. night. Just, like, he would sit in a chair, eat, sleep, mm -hmm. do whatever work he had to. And he was by Willie's side the whole time. Yeah. It's just, like, he wouldn't follow a random lady home. <laughs> that makes, yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> it, you know, there was a few, like, that was just, like, really? I don't, I don't get that. Um, they're attention seekers is what we call them. I think the scientific term. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did it say where? I also want to know where in New York she lived. No, it didn't. It just said New York City. It didn't oh, say specifically. Because I wonder if it would be like on a ghost tour. Because there's a couple walking ghost tours that should hmm. flare up around Halloween. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't say her name either. Oh, so. so. Zero in because they all know she's a fraud. <laughs> yeah, 
You just get to be called a lady. I mean, that's what liars get. Yeah. And the last thing is there is a portrait of Mary Todd Lincoln. And behind her is the ghostly outline of the president standing with his hands on her shoulder, resting, like, over, looking down at her. Like, he's still behind her. Wait. Uh, like a painting? No, portrait. Uh, so photograph. A photograph? Sorry, photograph. It was taken by a spirit photographer, William H. Mumler. I was fully expecting you to say William H. Macy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you even had me until the last name still started with an M. I'm like, what? He's no. not that old. And... He's done a lot of these. If you Google him, you'll probably come up with all of the portraits. They look so weird. And some people say they're they're debunked, like they're just double exposures. So he like already had some kind of picture of the deceased and then photographed over top of it the, mm-hmm. the living people. But they're still creepy as... Anything. They're the uh, word as fuck. <laughs> Creepy as fuck. Um or you could I know you I know you don't like to curse like I clearly do. <laughs> you can say creepy AF. That's my um the what something that I came across, um not to like completely knock the spirit photography, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Um <laughs> in part of my research I came across a an alleged photo of Ulysses S. Grant Mm -hmm. that was allegedly, like, it was a publicity photo, (laughs) and it was allegedly, like, in front of, like, a camp, um, a union camp. Um, However, when looking at it and scrutinizing (laughs) it, um, they found that he wasn't in front of a union camp. He was in front of a Confederate prison camp. Oh. Um... He, his head is at a, his face is at a weird, he's supposed to be like addressing the union troops, like rallying them. Mm-hmm. And so, but his, he's, he's sitting on a horse and he's like 50 pounds heavier than he should be. <laughs> his uniform is wrong and his head is on, is at like a really weird angle. So <laughs> what they found is that somebody took a photo of somebody, somebody had a photo of somebody else. And transferred his face onto it. Oh. And they most likely used it as just, like, a publicity photo for, like, newspapers. <laughs> but they also mentioned that photo manipulation uh-huh. was really huge back then. Wow. So just because they didn't have Photoshop, mm-hmm. like, they still were able to create. And, like, you were saying, like, with the double exposure. Yeah. And then, like, a lot of, like, quote-unquote ghost photos from back then are really questionable because that's back in the day when you had to stand still yeah for so long and like if you moved or if somebody walked behind you 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 had a ghost in your photo yeah yeah i know that that's crazy and i said that was the last thing but i have one other thing it's not really like a ghost or a haunting or anything like that but it's interesting and strange um on February 5th, 1865, a man named Alexander 
Gardner took the last formal formal portrait of Abraham Lincoln. And now, like, when it, I don't know, it they developed it still, right? Like, I don't know how it worked back then, but, like, once it was finally, like, ready to, like, make pictures. Oh, yeah, developed, yeah. Um, a crack was running across the top of Lincoln's head, and some people say that it was, you know, a prediction of his assassination. He foresaw his death. I know. I, I came across that, too. Like, that, he looked in a mirror and saw, like, a double image of himself. Yeah, like and, a vision. That freaks me. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. I know. I've heard that it a was, million times. That was, so, that was so weird when I came across that story, and I was like, His what? whole, like, anything I ever read related to him just fascinates me. I know. It's like, wow. <laughs> and I do have a copy of that picture of yes. with the cracks across the top of it. I was going to, to ask. Post like, so people can see it. it. To me, it kind of looks like it just goes across his hair, but I don't know, maybe like his head is angled down a little bit and it goes across the back of his head or something. Yeah, but where would, do we know where on his head he was shot? It was... The back, right? In the back. You know how your head kind of dips down yeah. a little bit? I think it was like right... Like right in that little On that divot. little bump or below that little bump and it like kind of angled up a little bit towards his well that makes sense because he was shot from below right below was Was he he... standing but he was up in the box Yeah. yeah but he came up behind him he came in the box behind him oh my god i'm but then he jumped to the stage yeah then he jumped to the stage and broke his leg that's right (laughs) I'm thinking, for some reason, I was thinking he, like... Was on stage? Yeah. <laughs> like, he did some dramatic swing onto the stage and broke his leg and then shot him. <laughs> I don't know how I got that so out of order. That's right. He snuck into the box and yeah. shot him and then jumped down. Broke his leg and still he still ran, right? Yeah. I and mean, he still took, Jeez. I think, a day or two to find him. Yeah. That's crazy. So we just attend... We we did more than ten ghost stories because somebody, I'm sorry, did ten battles and then did like a dozen ghost stories on each battle. That's why it was like ten ghost stories. So I'll pick five ghost stories. I I guess I didn't really think like individual. I just thought like place and like from the Civil War because I mean, mm-hmm. well because to me it made sense ten for ten for episode ten. Yeah. Well, regardless, you guys just got, like, ghost story overload. Yes, you did. Um, so, happy episode 10. We're officially in the double digits. 10! So, for episode 100, are we going to do 100 ghost stories? We're just going to list off 100 locations that are haunted. We'll do 10 at a time. You do 10 and I'll do 10. <laughs> do 10 I'll do 10. Maybe for episode 100, we do, like, a giveaway. I feel like that's easier. We'll give a ghost away. Here, have a t-shirt. No, we're going to give a ghost. We will will send you your personal, own personal haunting (laughs) in a box. Haunting in a box. Oh my God. I feel like that could be a thing. Let's start promoing that. We'll do, yeah. But don't open it because you'll unleash whatever is in there. Spiders. (laughs) 
<laughs> spiders. Oh my god, tangent. I just read this this Twitter thread. Who was it? I think he's like some journalist. <laughs> just some journalist. Yeah, I can't shit. I can't remember his name. Chris something. Not Chris Evans. <laughs> you know, cuz he's not a journalist. Like he's not. He probably could be if he wanted to. He could do anything. <laughs> I believe in him. Um let me see if I can find it real quick. Okay, it definitely was not this long ago. And I have no idea how to even begin looking for it because I can't remember the guy's name. All right, I give up. Anyway, so this guy posted a, tw- a thread on Twitter detailing how he had ordered a box of crickets for his pet lizard. Uh-huh. And he thought they'd be like a box inside the box, like the shipping box. Uh-huh. And um, so he went to open it to take out like the container that they would be in to mm-hmm. set aside to feed his reptile. And so apparently if you order a box of crickets from the internets, they're just shipped in a box. In a box. Just so nothing. this poor guy, he opens the box and out starts jumping all these crickets. Oh my gosh. And then I think, like, his wife called him or something, and he's like, I don't have time to deal with this right now. So he taped the box back up. But I, from the sound, it sounds like it was just, like, a cardboard box with the flaps, and then it was, like, uh-huh. packing tape or whatever. So maybe he just, like, ripped the packing tape up and then just put it, like, sealed it back down. Uh-huh. And you know tape never sticks the same twice. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he tapes it back up, and he closes it in the bathroom. Oh, uh-oh. And then closes the door mm-hmm. so that nobody would like go and like because I guess he's got kids so he didn't want anybody to come across the box and be like what's this and open it and just, the crickets fly yeah. out so he goes <laughs> so he goes and like does whatever he's got to go do and then like a little time goes by and then he hears his wife scream oh. and she goes where are all of these crickets coming from <laughs> and then he's like. I don't know. And then he goes up to the bathroom and opens the door. Crickets everywhere because he did not properly seal the box back up. Uh And there's just crickets over every surface. He's like in the bathtub, in the sink, on the counters, on the walls, in the toilet. So then he goes, (laughs) so I flushed the toilet thinking that it would just take care of it all because like they were so it took care of the ones in the toilet but then he's still left with a room full of (laughs) i can't remember who this guy was i feel so bad i feel like it was christopher somebody Mm -hmm. and he's like a journalist i don't or i don't i don't know um because i clicked on it because he had a check mark Uh so i clicked on the on his bio to see who he was because i'm like your name sounds familiar but i don't know who you are and that's why he does like news things. Um, um, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, let me know so I can properly credit him. But <laughs> and then so everyone else can like find this thread because it was absolutely hilarious. Like I was dying while I was reading. It was so funny because I'm just picturing opening a box and just all these crickets just start <laughs> jumping out. And you know, like I had a lizard once, mm-hmm. so and I've definitely lost crickets. <laughs> um, and you can hear them, yeah, and you can never find them. And there was one, I think, ninja crickets. Yeah, I think it ended up somehow squeezing itself 
into like the cabinet under the sink, but then under the cabinet under the sink. Oh. In the bathroom. <laughs> which for weeks I was hearing it chirp. Oh. And I'm shocked. My, my parents, I mean, I was a teenager at the time. My parents never said anything to me about it. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for like, if you can't control the crickets, you can't have. But um, that happened a few times. <laughs> like I would hear like, but like not like hundreds of them at once. It'd be yeah. like one or two at a time. And you'd hear it chirp from wherever it was for like a week or two. And then it would be quiet. And then I'd lose another one. <laughs> that it would be tripping from somewhere else in the house. <laughs> now I'm just picturing my mom. Where are these crickets coming from? <laughs> but I'm sure they knew it was me. Because <laughs> they knew that I had a lizard. Well, sometimes they come in from outside. I've definitely had them in my house before. Yeah, this is true. And I do not own a lizard. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> Someone's hiding a pet reptile somewhere in the house. You just haven't found yet. Under the floorboards. Under the floorboards. The corn. Check the corners of the carpets. Make sure they don't come up. <laughs> I hid. Uh, well, my my college roommate Christy and I senior year. We hid. It was mine, but um, pets weren't allowed in the dorms. Oh, I had a turtle. That a coworker had rescued from a pool filter and didn't know what to do with it. And it was a little baby, Bob, Aww. little baby Bob. And I took him <laughs> and I had him for a while. He lived a while. Um, but um, we totally had him in the room <laughs> and we are so, so lucky. RRA never found out. <laughs> so, so lucky. Like we would get. Um, tip-offs when they were doing room inspections. Mm-hmm. Like, not like not official tip-offs, like, because room inspections were surprises. Yeah. But we, like, and I don't even remember, like, how, but I just remember, like, we would always get the heads up because everyone had a hot plate that yeah. they weren't supposed to have. Everyone had booze that they weren't supposed to have. So, um, uh, we, I think we were the only ones that had a pet, though. <laughs> and, um, I would take his tank, because we had his tank on a, on, like, a a, a shelf by the door, mm-hmm. which of course that's the, when you're hiding a pet in a college <laughs> dorm, that's the best place to keep it yeah, it's right next to the door. I mean, we would to grab the tank and shove it under the, like clear out. Cause you know, the beds are high cause you store everything under there. So we can like, uh-huh. I had my mini fridge under the bed and then a bunch of boxes and we'd pull everything out and shove the tank in and then put everything back. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> <our> little turtle. <laughs> but, um, she totally beat me out because, the end of the semester, I mean, granted, it was only for, like, a couple of days, but still, um, the fact that she had a cat in the dorm. She had a cat? <laughs> Her parents were moving oh. from upstate to uh, Myrtle Beach, I think. Yeah, Myrtle Beach. And um, she had, they had her cat, Oreo, <laughs> and she was going to move um, with her boyfriend to Ohio when she graduated. There was, there was a... A, a time gap in between when she could get to Ohio and when her parents, cause they sold their house. Yeah. So <laughs> she had Oreo. They, yeah, they, <laughs> I think they stopped off on their way down and, and dropped them off <laughs> or she went and picked them up. I don't remember, but like a week before winter break, mm-hmm. 
I don't think the full week. It was only a couple of days, I think. But, um, oh, her boyfriend came and picked him up. That's right. And then she had her boyfriend at the dorm. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I remember that now because he wasn't even in college at all. (laughs) He was done with college. And (laughs) he came and stayed. I think he stayed overnight. Maybe I'm making that up. I think he's, I don't remember. But, um, yeah, she she had a cat for a few days in our dorm. And <laughs> <laughs> we were ballsy motherfuckers. <laughs> Anyways, that's the end of that. Bugs and pets and all kinds of things. So, happy episode 10. 10 are done. Oh, if you don't already follow our Twitter and our Instagram, my fave haunting is the handle and Facebook should be up soon. I would say I'm not rushing to do it next couple of weeks, probably because <laughs> it's work. I got to get photos together and oh, type up stuff. stuff. And, but I will, I'll post, I'll, of course we'll be posting links for it on our other social medias and our website, my Um, we love viewer mail. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, stories of your own, you'd like to share or stories, other people's stories that you want to hear. Um, shoot us an email, hit us up, Twitter, Instagram, any of those things will do. I think most of you listening actually know us personally. You can just text me. (laughs) But our inbox is lonely. We don't get emails. (laughs) I only get emails from Twitter reminding me to, like, look what you've missed. Meanwhile, I'm like, I didn't miss that because I scrolled through that already. (laughs) So that's it. So happy new year, you guys. Hope you enjoy. And until next time, same pod time. Same pod channel? Yeah! (laughs) That's the one. Happy New Year! Happy New Year!